Hi, I'm Brooke Cunninger, and this is the Embracing the Messy Middle podcast. Listen, if you're feeling overworked, drained, tired, like you're just going through life a little on autopilot, I get it. As a working mom with three small kids, I was waiting for life to slow down and for work to ease up to finally spend time figuring out what made me happy, fulfilled, and healthy. But guess what? Life never slows down. And if you're feeling the same way, well, then this podcast is for you. I'm on a mission to walk this messy path with you. Join me as I dig into the unique needs of working women. I'll interview those who have leaned into their messy and learned their greatest talents and gifts, women who have made a change either personally or professionally and the learnings that came with that. And I'll share tools and research that I hope will both inspire and help you learn to love and embrace your life in the messy middle. So grab your coffee or wine and listen in. It's time to get messy. Hello, welcome back to the Embracing the Messy Middle podcast. This is Brooke Cunninger. I am really excited to introduce this week's episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, please go back and listen to part one of my interview with Maya Leela. It's episode six. Um, we talk about her background, how she got into human design, how she got into kindred meditation, her path to really rediscover her authentic self and to deliver some of these services through her various modalities. Um, this week, we do a deep dive into human design. And if you haven't heard of human design before, you are not alone. However, it's becoming more and more known, uh, more and more mainstream, I'd say in the past year. And as we'll uh, get into in this episode, it was actually featured in Time Magazine in 2023. And so it's been really eye-opening for me to learn more about. It's just, a, it's a good way to tap into who you are at the core, how you make decisions, how you can relate to others. Um, there's a lot of personality tests out there, as we'll talk about, but this one for me um, has been really unique in that it takes a variety of things from astrology to scientific means and combines them to really have a unique way of explaining uh, how you can make decisions and who you are. So Maya's been studying human design for about over 10 years. And she'll dive deep into it, how you can make decisions based on it, how you can read your human design chart. There are hundreds of different data points in it, and you can download any of these charts for free. But we'll talk about how it's used in a broader context around how to make some decisions from a professional standpoint, if you're at a crossroads in your personal life, how to use it to make those decisions. But also, and really specifically for those parents out there, this is a really good thing to use to understand your children more so you can pull their chart and really understand what their design is and what's driving them so before they can are really able to articulate for themselves. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you get something from it at the end. Um, and in the show notes, we'll talk about how you can have Maya give you a reading, how you can reach out to her, also where you can find your um, human design chart for free on your own online if you want to just start learning a little bit more about it there. So without further ado, Please enjoy this episode with Maya Leela about human design. Hi, Maya. Hi. Let's dive into one of the other things that you are pretty passionate about and have, I wouldn't say introduced me to, because I actually was introduced to it a couple of years ago, but have opened my eyes into how many ways I can use this, which is human design. So maybe for those like me a couple of years, can you just give the overview of what it is and how you were originally introduced to it? Because you've been into it for a while, I know. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so human design. Yes, human design has taken off um, really in 2023, I think, that because it was in Time Magazine. 
for like oh, I didn't know one that. of the like coolest new things of the year. And so it's definitely gotten into the public awareness more in a way that it, it hasn't been before. Um, and human design is a, it's a modality similar to astrology in that it's based on your birth time, date, and location. But it's a whole different system that's actually based on the Hindu chakra system. And it also incorporates the Enneagram, the I Ching, astrology, the Kabbalah, and quantum physics. Wow. And so it's a whole synthesis that was channeled or downloaded by this man um, in Ibiza in like 1987. So it's also fairly new. And I really feel like it's a roadmap to for like each individual to really deeply understand how their energy functions best in the world, how their intuition speaks to them, what their what their skills and gifts are, um, where they might have some weaknesses uh, around like conditioning and, and p- taking on other people's energies. And so I've I learned my human design uh, January 5th, 2010. I was at a friend's house and she's like, do you know your human design? And I was like, what's that? And she looked me up and you you can find free charts online. Just search free human design chart. And one of my favorites is myhumandesign.com by Jenna Zoe. Awesome. And I was I'll a put pro- that on the, in the show yeah. notes. And I was a projector. And there are, there are four main energy types. One has a subtype, so technically five. There are generators and manifesting generators, which make up about 72% of the world. And they have um, a defined sacral center, which means they have consistent life force energy. So they are the builders. They are the workers. They are the people who like built the pyramids. Uh, Then there are manifestors and manifestors are more like the pharaohs and the people in olden days, not anymore. But in olden days, they were the people who said, we're going to go invade Turkey. We're going to build a pyramid yeah. and you're going to do this. And then everybody would do it. And so they'd have that, the ideas, but just the ideas. kind of yes. all lots of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And just, they'd be the initiators. And so they would initiate projects. They'd initiate people, but they were kind of like the catalysts for change and they mm-hmm. still are, but now they're no longer the Kings and Queens of the world. Now they're really more about being free and following their urges and doing whatever the f they want to do so Um, in main in today's world though that sometimes could be said like oh you're just chasing the what's it called the um shiny object syndrome or you're not mm -hmm. focused on anything but if you really know your type that's actually what you're meant to do you're meant to kind of follow that and then put it out in the world and for others to then kind of pick up on that and do yeah and so kathy kathy heller is a manifester Mm -hmm. we've talked about her she was a the catalyst for us meeting yeah. and she she her husband always says that she has the will of a strong country because <laughs> she just she knows what she wants to do and she just does it yeah and it happens and yeah. she so the, the the manifestors are also the people who start movements mm. and she has started this movement towards don't keep your day job do what you love like yeah. do what you love put your heart and soul yeah. into your work because we have to work anyways in this world and might as well do what you love and you can yeah. do what you love yeah. And so, you know, she obviously started a movement that has changed many lives. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, that's also reflective of human design, how I see that it's here to help us all find our truest joy yeah. and to live authentic lives and to remember who we are under all the conditioning. Because yeah. as soon as we come into this body, our parents are telling us this is good. This is bad. Don't do this. You should be like this. You shouldn't be like yeah. that. And then our schools do that for 12 years yeah. every day. And then yeah. our peers and society and movies, there's so much conditioning that is piled on top of who we actually are when we come in. And yeah. so it's just that that rediscovery, that unveiling, that kind of hide and seek 
of like of coming back home to our true selves so human design I feel like it's a reminder and so when I when I read my design I found out I was a projector and projectors are here to guide and advise the other energy types Mm-hmm. But projectors, manifestors, and then there's the the last type is reflectors, which is one percent of the population. We don't have a defined sacral center, and so our energy kind of ebbs and flows. And so I might have a ton of energy one day and like be super efficient, and then the next day I have no energy. And so it's very hard for for projectors and man, uh, manifestors and probably also reflectors to work a traditional nine to five because mm-hmm. that's kind of like. Every day you got to have the energy to, you know, do your job and work from this time to this time. And that doesn't work for about, you know, 20, 20, what is it? 27% of the population. Interesting. Yeah. And so again, like knowing your type helps so much because I always thought I was lazy. I wasn't ambitious. Like something was wrong with me because I couldn't, I couldn't like make my, my life function correctly, like doing things the way I was told I should do them. Yeah. And so it gives you a lot of grace too. And, and, and self forgiveness and understanding of like, Oh, like I'm actually, I don't have to be like that. It's not because I'm failing not because I messed up. It's just my design is different. Yeah. Can I, on that topic. So the reason it totally resonates with me um, when I was introduced to it was and I've shared this with you, is there are a lot of um, personality tests in the workplace too that you take that, you know, we've all the, there's Myers-Briggs, you mentioned Enneagram, there's um, DISC assessment, you know, I think in the, in the corporate setting, at least, there's a lot to figure out how you can work with people and what their personality type is. And for me, I always felt like it was a little off when I would get the results only because it asks me questions about how I respond in situations and you'd have to answer, you know, what would you do A, B, C, or D? And one, you kind of know where they're leading you anyways. It's a little bit of a, like a hack system, but I'd try and think, okay, how would I respond? But I was responding in the situation based on the culture that I was in. So when a company in my job was that I had to be, you know, really assertive or whatever, of course, that's how I would be in that situation. It didn't mean that at the end of the day, I was super drained and I hated where I was doing. But so I felt like a lot of times it was more a result. My, what I got out of those tests was more a result of the situation that I was in and maybe you said the conditioning or just, you know, the culture and what was expected. So this was really eye-opening because I had never before gotten really into astrology, although I know many people that are, and I'm a Libra, so whatever that means for anyone there. But um, this was really interesting because not only it combined a bunch of modalities and a bunch of like both across from science to astrology and kind of the whole spectrum, but it took away me answering. It was like at the heart of it, who am I based on just literally when, where, you know, day, time I was born and where I was. And it allowed me to just say, okay, without any of that, this is kind of who I am at the heart. And like, to, to your point, you know, if you never felt like you were in, you know, cause you just the traditional workforce didn't work for you or whatever, it kind of gave you like, oh, that's how I'm supposed to be. And so it was really, and I guess the last thing I'll add on, on at least that with the four types is there's beauty in each type. So as you mm-hmm. learn about it, there's, there's a reason that you are the way you are and you are needed and there's no good or bad. And I'll let you elaborate on this, but I love how you, you mentioned like back in the day it could be the Pharaohs and the ones that built the, you know, like different things, but you can be a generator and it doesn't mean you're in a 
field that you're actually literally building physical products. I mean, mm -hmm. it can be in any way, it's just how your energy kind of comes out and in what form, correct me if I'm wrong, right? So it yeah. really is any type of anybody, regardless of where you are and what you're doing, it allows you to kind of figure out your life around that as a baseline of how to make your decisions. Is that right? Yes. And and that's the other thing, because I, I love astrology. I was never drawn to study it, but it's just, I find it helpful. It's kind of more like a weather forecast of like, these yeah. are the energies of today. Or like these are, you know, how I love that. Yeah. These types, like, you know, the the main traits of these types. But in human design, it actually gives you strategies, two two main strategies. Um, your your strategy literally for your energy type, and then your authority, which is how your intuition speaks to you the loudest. Mm -hmm. And so it gives you these two tools to then use in your daily life to get more into alignment. I just find that so helpful that like, this is something that's actually actionable yeah. and can help you that you experiment with. So for example, projectors, um, their strategy is to wait for an invitation, but they need to be recognized and invited and like wanted for all of their gifts and skills and who they are, which is very challenging for most of us. Cause you yeah. know, it's like, we're taught, oh, you need to go out and make it happen. And you have to yeah. apply to all the jobs and you have to do this and do this. And that actually doesn't work for the people who are that type. Mm. And I've always been invited to all of my best work situations, living situations. Um, you know, the last, my last two, actually so many, my last like five living situations, I was invited there. Like I had friends call me up out of nowhere. Hey, I have this house that just opened up my property. I want you to live here. I love you. You know, like who yeah. gets that? You know, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't searching on Craigslist. Yeah. So once you realize um, the strategies that you can start to implement, it just gets you more and more and more into alignment. And again, the, you know, the manifestors are no longer the Kings and Queens of the world. They're more Kings mm -hmm. and Queens of, of themselves now. Yeah. But the projectors are now like lining up to be the, the rulers of this world that we're moving into because projectors help the other energy types figure out what they love to do mm. and figure out how to live their highest life. Like, what do you love? What do you want to do? Not like, oh, you need to go get a nine to five job in medical insurance. It's like, yeah. no, no, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. You so help, this is, you help yeah. the individual, the others see in themselves what they're really meant for. Mm -hmm. And you all know. of the types are meant to do what they love because yeah. it, we, we know this now it's like, yeah, you can kill yourself working a job you hate and try to make a living, but that's, that's a horrible way to live. And yeah. it's not, it doesn't contribute to human thriving and it isn't even that effective because if you're not doing what you love, you know, you, you're giving a fraction of the energy because yeah. if you're doing what you love and a friend of mine said this to me a year or two ago and it kind of blew my mind. She's like, you're actually more likely to succeed doing what you love because you love it and you're putting so much more energy and radiance yeah. and people can feel that and like yeah. you want to be doing it. So of course, like you're going to put more into it and make it more beautiful, more valuable, more effective. And I was like, I've never heard anyone say that. And yes, of course, that. but it just blew my mind. I love that. Um, okay. So there are, you went through, which is so helpful. So at the very tip of the iceberg, because this goes, it can go so deep and in so many ways is four different energy types, mm -hmm. which yeah. you and went types, through those. And there's, there's, there's four main types. There's generators yes. and manifesting generators. And so there's debate in the human design community as to whether there are four types or five types. Gotcha. Okay. You know, it's, it's interesting because this information was channeled by a dude in the eighties 
And since then, other people have taken human design and evolved it in different mm. ways, kind of like mm -hmm. churches, you know, you have like yeah. the church and then it's split off into different sections of yeah. Christianity and Catholicism. And so there's a lot of debate of like source material versus other people's stuff. And I actually was never called to study source material. Like, again, I, I learned human design in 2010. I learned about it. And for years, I wanted to like buy books or find a teacher. Mm -hmm. And my intuition said no, no, no to like to buying the original human design book, to like studying with any of the people that I could find online. They just didn't feel right. And then it wasn't until 20. I don't know, 2018, 19, that I started to find teachers mostly through Instagram and YouTube that actually resonated with me. And I feel like most of them were women and projectors mm -hmm. and um, Ra, Ra, the guy who channeled it was a manifester um, or like one of my, my biggest teachers is a gay man. And so I feel yeah. like there was an energetic, like younger people, more feminine people yeah. that I needed to learn from Yeah, for whatever reason. So it's been interesting kind of watching my my trajectory because it's been it's been guided by my intuition yeah which we talk about the authority. well that's exactly it's a great segue because that's exactly where i want to go so we have the four different five four to five depending four on but five. you know yeah. different types um and that's kind of at the very top of like what i call the iceberg too but you talk about intuition and for me and for listeners that maybe that's not like you hear it's your gut instinct or just follow your gut. You know, like that's what the intuition is. So that's the next level, like you said, and you actually opened my eyes to, for me and the intuition. And a lot of it was like, I was like, I don't know, gut instinct. And some of it might've been because I'm a people pleaser. So I never thought, I never turned inward first. It was always externally, but you taught me based on my design that also before I make any response, I'm like the waves in the ocean, I think you had said, where I have to wait for it to settle because immediately I want to like, I get this excitement about an idea or a job or somebody brings it and I want to say, yes, 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 let me problem solve. And for me, I'm actually meant to kind of wait. And then then that's when I have kind of, I guess, my intuition. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because that, especially for listeners here who are, and we'll get into later about the parenting aspect of this, but just trying to figure out their next steps in like a job or like what I'm not happy. What should I do? This is so super helpful to kind of tap into yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there are nine different authorities in human design. And again, the authority is your inner authority and it's how your, your intuition speaks to you the loudest or the strongest mm. and the most consistently. And yours is emotional authority and 50% mm. of the population has emotional authority and that's another thing i love about human design are the emotional center so there's nine centers the emotional center is the strongest center mm -hmm. and our society just doesn't doesn't know how to feel emotions how to express them how to work with them we're we're rediscovering that now and mm -hmm. in you know there's a lot of movement towards trauma-informed everything as people are becoming aware of like oh our emotions matter our emotions make us sick our emotions lead to you know all of the all of these like things in the world that are messed up, but then also our emotions are part of being human and like the most beautiful part of being human. So emotional authorities are not meant to make decisions in the moment. So if somebody says, hey, do you want to move to Mexico? Or hey, do you want to take this job? The best thing for an emotional authority to do is to sleep on it and to just say, you know what, let me get back to you in 24 to 48 hours. Let me sleep on that. Because the emotional authority needs to go through the waves, the highs and the lows, and kind of feel their way through. And then eventually they'll come to a feeling of clarity, which is that still point between the sets of waves. 
Yeah. But this is challenging because our society says, well, follow your gut. And what is your, just, you, you know, when you know, and you know, immediately and you should, yeah. you know, you got to move fast because you're going to lose out on the opportunity. Yeah. And that's, that's not good for emotional authorities. That's amazing. So, and it's so true because it's like, make a decision, especially when you get into like a leadership role within a, comp a lot of companies too. And it's like, you got to make a decision and understood that things need to happen, but also trusting yourself as a leader or in whatever role you may be and say, I need to take the time. I need to be able to sleep on it. And then the next morning I'll know, whatever it may be, but that's a way to tune back in, kind of quiet the noise external and say, this is what I need to make the best decision and like trust yourself that you're doing the right thing. You're not just putting it off. So I love that. Um, so you talk about emotional authority and you said there's nine, we don't have to go through everyone, but what are examples, some others that people may have if it's not emotional? So about 50% of the world is emotional authority. And then yeah. I don't know the percentages for the other ones, but the next most powerful authority is the sacral, which is the literal gut feeling. Mm. And only generators and manifesting generators, like a generator or a manifesting generator is always either emotional or gut feeling. And so that gut feeling is that what we've heard our whole lives of like, you know, yeah. what does your gut say? Listen to your gut, follow your <laughs> gut. And it's it's usually a literal visceral feeling, like either like, you feel good and like kind of lit up and charged yeah. up or you feel bad and like you get a stomach ache or you just feel sick to your stomach. So it'll be a visceral, it's a loud, immediate response. Wow. And I don't, I don't have this. You have this, you also have a gut feeling, but it's not the best way for you to make decisions because your emotional center is stronger. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. So, so you can, you can have a gut feeling about something and, and take that as information or data but you don't want to follow it in the moment because it is influenced by your emotions. So that's so I to that totally resonates. And actually, you're just saying this because you talk about an energy and being lit up. I do feel that or my stomach. That's like where I get anxiety or like you just feel it and you're like, oh, that's wrong or someone did something. And but what is driven by it, hearing you say, it too, is like an anger behind or there's a feeling mm -hmm. of like frustration or whatever that drives that gut mm -hmm. feeling. And if I let the emotion die down, maybe it's different. And so. Anyways, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So there's that there's gut. Is there other ones? What are you curious? So what I'm, are you? Yeah. I'm splenic. Splenic is the next strongest center and the spleen, which sounds so weird. When I heard I was splenic, I was like, how the fuck do I listen to my spleen? Which is actually a book <laughs> that I'm writing. Like how the fuck do I listen to your spleen? Cause it's so weird. Um, but the spleen is one of like the most ancient energy centers because it's about survival and instinct. And so mm. the spleen is is very quiet as compared to the gut. The gut is kind yeah. of like loud and like uh, a more powerful energy, but mm -hmm. the spleen isn't a visceral response. It's more of just like a quiet knowing. And so, and I've always been, I've always known I was intuitive and I did, yeah. I did just know stuff and I've never had a gut feeling. Like I don't feel things in my gut. I don't get a stomach ache if something's off. Like it's just not how my body functions. Yeah. So when I read about the splenic authority, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like I've always been very intuitive and just known things immediately and followed it a lot of the time. Um, even though in our society, we're taught to follow logic, not to yeah. listen to studies or not to listen to our intuition, which we're shifting that also. Um, so the spleen, since it is quiet and it's in the moment, I find that splenic authority people need to do mindfulness practices because um, you need, if your mind is really loud or if you're yeah. in fear or anxiety, you can't hear the message oh. or you just, you know, you, you're, you're so, you know, lost in your own chaos inside that you'll miss it because it is quiet. So yeah, splenic people oftentimes will just need to have some kind of meditation, yoga, some kind of practice that 
quiets the mind and calms down their fear because the spleen is also related to fear. And I've, I've always had a ton of fears, not of dying or not of falling off of a cliff. Like I have no fear of heights and I'm not afraid of snakes or spiders, but I have like, I have like psychological fears of like failure and success and not being good enough. And so the, that's related to the spleen is these, these fears of survival, but in our world, more of the like philosophical, the philosophical fears. Oh my God. That's, I love yeah. that. And I, Oh my God, my, I could go, because I, I want to go in deep in all of these too, but I know- Which we can, we'll do again. But yeah, and, um, and I'll just touch really quickly on um, reflectors. So reflectors, I didn't mention before, they are completely open. So there's nine centers. They can either be open, undefined, or defined. Yeah. And reflectors are like just completely open, wide open to the world. And their authority is to wait for a full lunar cycle, which sounds insane, but I've, I've known reflectors and seen how this works out for them. Like I had a friend who she was apartment hunting and she saw this place that she really wanted and she messaged and they're like, oh, it's already taken. Sorry. And she's like, all right. And she kept looking. And then a month later, she still hadn't found a place and the listing came back up and she emailed again. She's like, hey, I still want this. And they're like, okay. And she moved in. That's, and so it's yeah. just like, we don't, we can't try to understand how it's going to work. You just have to start playing with it and gathering the evidence yeah. And then it, it reaffirms like, oh, actually this is real for me. Or maybe it's not. And then you don't need to, you know, think yeah. about it's being it wasn't meant for you because you're meant yeah. to wait and then know the answer definitively. Yeah. Um, oh my God. So so okay, a couple of things I want to touch on before you have to go. So the other thing so first of all, human design, as you if you were to go to the website that I'll put in the show notes, you will see that there is, I don't know. 50 different data, 100 different data points that are explaining. You can go in deep into each one. You've just like literally hit the tip of the iceberg, right? So there is how you respond, how best, what work environments. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking at mine right now, how best to like the type of food and digestion. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it can, it really can give you guidance on so many things, not just like at the very high level, your personality. I mean, it can yeah. go deep in anything. Digestion is one of the most fascinating ones because it's so, again, like visceral for people. And it's, there's a lot of weird ones. There's like direct light versus indirect light. And indirect light are people who they, they, they don't like to eat when the sun is out or when it's shining on them. Mm. And so indirect light, and I told this to a friend, I did a reading. I'm like, oh, you're indirect light. And he's like, oh my God, like I will go into my bedroom, close the curtains and eat my dinner in there because it's dark and I just like it. And I'm like, what? Like, who does that? But it's, it's his design. It's his design. And there's like hot and cold. And again, I have a friend who's hot digestion and she only likes soups and teas and hot stuff. Like she hates ice cream. She hates smoothies. And I'm like, well, that's perfect because your body can't actually assimilate if you're eating cold foods. It can't digest it properly. It's so fascinating. And yeah. just like we said, all of this is just a place, a really good place to start, mm -hmm. to tap into your authenticity and test it out. Like you said, to just see, you start kind of being aware of different things and you're like, oh, that's really, and, and just a way to start navigating the world in a place, in a really unbiased way that isn't, that's separate from like the culture or the the, the company you work in or the family or you grew parents. up in and it's like yeah, yeah your parent all, like the the country that you grew up you know just anything is like it's just a way to kind of at a baseline to say oh I am the way I'm doing you hear that saying all the time which is like um you know like you're exactly where you're supposed to be and just trust the process and like this is a way like to just reinforce that you are exactly who you're supposed to be and you're just trying you're like navigating this so um then I, I do want to touch on the other thing that after having worked with you that has been so eye-opening is 
not only we've we've talked about the way that you know you can be conditioned and so this is kind of like an unbiased way but for children you did a session that i joined which is so eye-opening because a lot of times our kids we're teaching them what we think you know how to respond to things or whatever and our kids mine especially have three are so different from each other and a lot of times when they're super young they can't even talk so just really quickly you touch on like and and i know that, but in any relationship but especially i feel like for children to know their design how that can come into play so um for children if you look up their their charts the two most important parts for a child is the digestion and the environment because a child is still developing and who, you know, they're not going to be five-year-old, a five-year-old and necessarily exhibiting gifts of, you know, starting, starting companies and yeah. movements, you know, because yeah. they're five, even though you can see it in a, yeah. like, I know they're more determined or yeah. jumping from, have a lot of ideas or whatever it may be. Yeah. But the fundamental is, is the environment and what they're eating, obviously, because they're children. And so, um, the environments are, um, mountains, valleys, um, kitchens, markets, caves, and the, there might be a few more. And so, for example, my children, one of them is mountains and one of them is caves. And the caves one likes to just kind of like be in her cozy little place, playing in, like we live in a yurt. And my um, mountain, my mountain's daughter, she loves climbing everything, climbing trees. Like she'll just climb trees and just hang out up there for hours. And like the caves one doesn't really care about climbing trees yeah. as much. She yeah. does because her sister does occasionally. But you see these differences and just like if you can support your child and it doesn't have to be a literal cave it's also yeah. just like that feeling of like being Cozy, in a space with like one in, door yeah and like yeah protected environment where you know who's coming and going and you only have maybe one or two people in there with you yeah so it's more of these energetics that you'll be able you'll start to understand like oh my child this child maybe doesn't like going to you know on a hike to the top of a mountain because she doesn't feel physically comfortable there it's not just because she's being a brat yeah. you know, so you can start yeah. to be aware and support them in being comfortable in their bodies. And then again, with the digestion, um, like my, one of my daughters is low sound and I'm high sound, unfortunately. So a lot of times I'll put in headphones, high sound is listening to podcasts or like your yeah. favorite music and like, uh, having a lot of commotion, but she has low sound. So like, she doesn't do well in like really busy, loud restaurants. Like she's very sensitive. Or, you know, if yeah. there's like, a, like the TV's on and it's like they're shooting, like she doesn't yeah. digest well. And so again, like just being aware of these differences, we can support our children in being who they really are yeah. instead of trying to get them to be something else. I love that. I love that. I mean, all of this and you're just a wealth of knowledge because this is, this has been eye-opening for my kids knowing them. I mean, this can be in relationships. This can go into the workforce. We've, there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet too, where you can see kind of how this works with like the type of employee you are and who you're working with. So it's really any situation. So this is just, I love human design for that aspect. So um, I know you have to go. So the last thing is you do read. So you can, you. I'll put in the show notes. There's a free, there's a free website. There's websites out there where you can go and pull it. But I, literally you'll see when you do, it's like this whole chart that has, a, you know, like I said, a hundred different data points and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can do the research on your own, but it's still not, doesn't really correlate like the explanation underneath it of how you respond to things. So Maya, you do readings where you can pull it right and people can come to you and you can do like an explanation of what all this means and um, and also go into specifics like if yeah. you're having struggles in your relationship or yeah. in your working career or with money then we can look at your chart and be like okay like this might be a better thing to experiment with or maybe this is where you know you have room for improvement um, but all, the other thing I love about human design is that it tells you your gifts and your yeah. strongest gifts 
And oftentimes we don't see our strongest gifts because they're so innate to us. We're just oblivious. And we're like, oh, anybody can do that. Anybody can make like an amazing spreadsheet. No, like not everybody (laughs) has that, like that type of mind or whatever it is. And so when we start to clearly see what our strongest gifts and skills are, we can start to lean into them. And when we start to lean into them again, like our life just gets more into alignment Mm -hmm. and it feels easier and it feels more joyful. And again, we move from striving to thriving. Because life doesn't have to be this like horrible slog, you know, like it can be easy. It can be fun and we can be successful doing things that seem like they're too easy to make us successful, you know? Yes. I love it all. So thank you. Thank you. I I know you could go so deep into all these things. So your website, I'll put it in the show notes too. If people want to have a reading, do they reach out to you? Just email or or your website. Is there a best place to, Yeah. I'm also on Instagram, Maya Lila DeVento. Um, so you can message me on Instagram. You can find my website. I'm the only Maya Lila DeVento in the world. So I'm, I'm pretty easy to <laughs> That's find. That's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We'll do a follow-up and we can go deeper on all of this stuff too. I love the relationship aspect, but thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing all your wealth of knowledge. I'm so grateful that we are in the same orbit and I get to just pull all this knowledge from you. So well, thank you for being open. Cause that's the other thing is I feel like it's all about resonance and it's like, what resonates with you as true and meaningful, even if you don't necessarily understand it completely, it's like, start to play with those things because so many people are afraid of being curious and open because they feel like they have to protect themselves. And it's like, you can follow what resonates and that actually, again, like makes your life more fun and magical and leads you down your own path of healing. Like it, it leads you where you're meant to go. Thank so. you for saying that. And I think that's a great way to end too, because you're absolutely right. It's like, as people are looking to maybe make changes or just feel kind of unhappy, it's a great way to just, and really not like an easy way to just say, where do I start? And maybe try and how should I make this decision? How do I, you know, what, what's my next step? It's like such a good way to say like, this is who you truly are and take what works for you and what doesn't, but it's kind of a, a nice map to start with at least. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I will put all this in the show notes. I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing all of this. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. My goal is for you to take away something that helps you, even if it's the knowledge that you're not alone in this crazy life journey. And if this resonated with you, I'd love for you to share with someone who you think would enjoy this as well. And until next time, I appreciate you and hope you continue to embrace your beautiful, amazing, and messy life.